Have you noticed how much things have changed since you became a mum? Do you feel as though you're the only one struggling to adjust to this new norm? Can you no longer see clearly the things that felt so transparent before? Well friend, you are not alone, and we are here to invite you into our mummy village so that you always have somewhere to turn and a place where you belong. Together, we will try and bring to light the common struggles of the modern Orthodox mama and delve into scripture in the hope of navigating through all of our doubts on this new and exciting journey. So come as you are and open your heart and mind to embrace the transformation God has in store for you. Hello everybody and welcome back. Um, we've missed you. We know we've had a quite a long hiatus. Just a um, bit of a break. <laughs> just a little break. <laughs> um, but we are very, very excited to be back and um, talking to you all again and hearing back from you and growing together hopefully over the course of the coming year. Um, we just wanted to revisit our, I guess, resolutions in inverted commas for the year (laughs) Um, and have a bit of a chat about what our intentions and what our focus is for 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to kick us off, Marina, did you make any resolutions for this year? Um, So I didn't make an actual resolution because I don't think I've ever Ever, ever, ever <laughs> kept a single one. <laughs> My first one's always lose weight, read 10 books, <laughs> read the entire Bible twice, Yes, run a marathon. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever. No, I've never, never, kept, never kept any. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the one that I got closest to and I, I actually don't think there's, I think usually by like the second week of January, mm. I realise that these are totally unrealistic. Yeah. yeah, and you create a new list and then you start a mid-year list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for yeah. six months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it exactly. Work. <laughs> and the diet always starts on Monday. It's just yeah. how it works. I know. <laughs> Um, so this year I thought a little bit differently and I thought that I would set an intention, um, for the year. And for me, it basically was just to be more God focused and less me focused. Mm. Um, and for me, practically what that I thought or what I feel that should look like is at the very least starting my day with God Mm. and trying to make that my um, my one thing that I do, if I do nothing else, then that's my one thing. So that was kind of my thought process because honestly, for me, I think that if that's the one thing that I achieve throughout the year, I really believe that everything else will follow. If Mm. I can put aside my wishes and desires for myself, for my family, for my children, for my life in general, and just completely replace that with my focus on him, Mm. then all of those desires will kind of like merge into his desire. Mm. And then because of that come to come to fruition. So that was, that was kind of my thought process. Mm. Um, And I have to say like overall, even though maybe the practical side of things is a little bit harder to do, I feel like having that intention just kind of has shifted the way that I approach things kind of day to day, which is nice. And I don't have that pressure on myself of I'm failing because I missed a day of getting up and and praying or I missed a day of reading my Bible or I missed a day of, you know, whatever it is, because there was no like list of things to do. Yeah, that's fair. And I think like it's nice when you don't have that list because then you know, you want to be a bit more God-focused. We all do. And I think having that intention rather than a checklist, we're able to find him in everything around us. Mm. So we're able to see him in our kids and see him in our chores and speak to him at any opportunity that we have. And like you said, you don't end your day by, you know, thinking I didn't check this box today because I wanted to get up and do X, Y, Z. Instead, you end your day with peace, knowing that everything you did, you did on purpose. You mm. did with intention. Yeah. And that intention was to be a bit more God-focused. Yeah. So I think that's a, a beautiful intention for 2021. Mm. Easier said than done, I'm sure. Of course, yeah. 
but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. That approach just seems to make more sense yeah. to me. Maybe it's because I'm a bit lazier than the <laughs> average person. Oh, <laughs> but, me too. <laughs> but it's what works. <laughs> um, how about you? Yeah, I think similarly, I definitely started the year not wanting to make resolutions. And mostly because I started 2020 with so many resolutions <laughs> And then we got hit with the pandemic and nobody could have predicted that. And it Mm. threw all of my plans, you know, down the drain and even some, (laughs) like it just completely (laughs) gone. Um, And then even when things started to get better, everything felt like it was out of my control. I had no control. And so starting this year, I didn't want to ever feel like that again. I didn't want to feel like like you said, a failure, like I failed at everything I had set out to do. Instead, my intention (laughs) for 2021 (laughs) is not to make plans Mm -hmm. and to allow God to kind of carry me through whichever way, you know, he wants me to go. So I won't plan. I'm not talking about, you know, I don't plan things like go to work and holidays and things like that. Like, no, there are things you need to plan for grocery shopping for your health and your kids (laughs) nutrition. Like there are some things you obviously need to do, but I mean, plan beyond what is out of my Mm. control. I'm not going to start the year and say, I want to travel the world. And if (laughs) I don't, then I've, I haven't checked that box off for the year and and the year is a write-off. No. Instead, I'm going to start the year by saying, Lord, where you take me this year, that there I will go. Mm. If you want me to move careers, I will do that. If you open a specific door that I've been maybe thinking about or praying about, it's mm. it's your call. If you slam that door shut, it's also your call. And I feel like by not making plans, the disappointment in the end is very minimal. In the end, you're at peace, you're happy. You're joyful because you know that this is where God wants me. This is where he has led me. This is where I need to be. And I feel like I've always struggled with this idea of purpose Mm. and knowing where I fit in in the world. Um, And we recently had a discussion at, um, if anyone's from St. Mark's, there's a faithful mums group, which is every Tuesday. Um, If you need the contact details, let us know. Uh, And we recently had a discussion about, you know, fulfilling or living a life of purpose and balance. Mm. And this idea of purpose for me is huge because I always want to know, like, why am I here? What am I doing? Do I have a a greater plan? Am I here for something bigger? And I always believe that, yes, I am. Like, you know, Mm. this world is is a fallen world and we're lights in this world and I, I need to be here for something bigger. I can't just be living for the sake of living, mm. for survival. I can't just be living for promotions and success. I need to be living for significance and I need to be living for the kingdom and to kind of make a dent towards the kingdom. That's where I'm itching towards. And so by making plans that don't align with God's will, most of my plans don't because they're so kind of self-driven mm. uh, and a lot of them are based on success and, you know, survival. It's not about significance. But if I put my life in his hands and I put my plans, in air quotes, in his control, then maybe 2021 will feel like a life or a year filled with significance mm-hmm. and a year kind of bringing me closer to my true purpose here. So, I mean, like you said, it's all very easily said. (laughs) The theory is easy, yeah. But really hard to do. Yeah. So I guess my question to you, Marina, is how do we – it's going to be a loaded question, I (laughs) apologise – but how do we become that mum, like that that – God powerhouse Mm. mum like how do I become God focused Mm. how do I you know bring my intentions into the year to align with him and not me yeah um when you work it out let me know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know um look I think for me growing up 
one of the things, and I don't mean like as a little person, I mean mm. like in my like late teens, early 20s, yeah. um, hearing so, like I feel like I heard so much about like the importance of a praying and faithful wife, the importance of a praying and faithful mother and how like mums almost basically make or break a, fi- yeah. a, a family and like the the faithful future of their children and their husbands. And I, that always just felt like, gosh, that's so much pressure, (laughs) (laughs) Um, especially when like, you just feel like you haven't got it all worked out. Um, And that's something that going into parenthood, like has always kind of really weighed on me. Mm. And I think something that I've slowly, slowly come to realize is that you, you kind of do have to take care of yourself to be yeah. able to do that. And initially it, I was, it almost feels selfish mm. in a way to mm. feel like I have to feel myself to keep giving. Mm. And I remember like when I first had Abby, almost feeling angry with myself that I felt like I still had these desires and these wants and these things that I, yeah, that I wished for myself mm. that, like I felt like I, that's not what being a mum's supposed to be. It's supposed to be completely 100% selfless, put my kids above everything else. And like, it doesn't matter if I can or can't do the things that I want to do. Yeah. But I guess over the past, I definitely 2020 was a big thing. Like that was probably a really big thing for me during mm. the course of last year was realizing that actually if I take a bit more care of myself, I have more of myself to give mm. and I'm not, I'm, I I think that's in every aspect, but I think where that becomes the most pronounced is in our spiritual lives. If I am not filling my cup from him, what can I possibly, possibly give my children? Mm. And when I go back and like reflect, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit personal. So I know I was struggling a lot with like, almost like anger towards my kids Mm. and like just very, very, very impatient. Like it didn't take much for me to just snap, yell. Um, And something that really shifted my focus, like I'd I'd almost get annoyed with myself when I was like that. Mm. Well, not almost, I was, I was annoyed with myself and then that would make me more annoyed. And it's just this awful cycle. But the second that I stepped back and said, well, of course I'm going to fail if I'm trying to get this patience on my own. Of course mm. I'm going to fail if I expect to show my kids unconditional love mm. when I am human. But also I'm not experiencing that unconditional love because of where I was in my relationship with God at yeah. that time. And as soon as I was able to say, well, okay, I have to prioritize this. I have to sit at his feet and be filled, then I can do that for my children. And so even though it looks selfish that like I might, you know, take that time for myself and I'm not giving that time to them, I realize that actually I I am giving it to them. Mm. And there was a huge, and, and it can't be explained by anything else even though like outwardly I might still snap inwardly I still felt much more peaceful like Mm. I was able to like rein it in like I didn't feel out of control anymore I just felt like and and you can't explain it any other way but his grace and his Mm. love like if I don't I I need that power from him almost to just keep Mm. going and to keep pushing and to keep giving of myself but unless I feel myself first I literally, I had nothing to give. Yeah. And that was how I felt a lot of the time. Like I'm empty and I have nothing to give. Yeah. So I think the only way that we can, the only way that we can make our lives God focused is, is to start with him. Mm. I don't think there's like anything else that we can, like you, you have to start with him and to become these women who live with purpose, who live with intention, who, you know, show our kids who God is and who his love is because I know I'm rambling now but like for me I think that was the hardest thing was realizing that I'm demonstrating to my kids that God only loves them when they're good Mm. and when they're bad that 
or, or when they, I shouldn't say bad, when they're doing the wrong thing, when they're making mistakes, mm. because they never... As they do, as, as we they do. do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, when when they make mistakes, they're going to think that then, well, God is angry with them or he doesn't mm. want to speak to them or he doesn't want to, like, he, he's going to yell at them. Yeah. And that, for me, was the biggest, that was what scared me, is that I'm I'm damaging their relationship with him by my actions which really isn't fair at all Mm. to them Mm. for me to paint that picture and then I thought so that that was my first thought and then my second thought was how many times have I like totally and completely stuffed up in my life at different points but was welcomed by nothing but love Mm. from him Mm. um and then I think when I put those two together I was like well I'm trying to give them something I don't have it has to be from him yeah yeah, I mean, you're 1,000% right. Like I think for us to give of ourselves, we need to be filled with something. Mm. And the only, you know, energy source that doesn't run dry is God. Yeah. And it's just like trying to power up, you know, an electric car, which I don't have, but trying to power <laughs> up an electric car without your power yeah. box yeah. in the garage. Like that's it's a useless car. It won't mm. take you anywhere. It won't do anything. And that's mm. exactly the same. If I'm trying to be a mum but not taking from the one who made me the mum I'm I'm useless Mm -hmm. and sometimes a hindrance to their growth like you said and Mm -hmm. to their knowledge of God Mm -hmm. and I think the same kind of thing hit me once when I was praying with Leah um, and I'm like you know Bubby do you want to ask Jesus for anything what do you want to pray for and she said I I don't want to I don't want to pray for anything I'm like, why? You always have something to say. <laughs> why today? <laughs> That's not like Leah That's not at like all. you. <laughs> and she's like, he's just going to say no. And then all of a sudden, like I, it was like I got slammed in the face by a brick because I thought about my day with her or even not even my day, just the evening. Mm. And all I said was no. I said no to everything. Yeah. And when you think back, like Raggy's always like, like he's always under his breath. Yeah. Like, Why are you saying no? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's think, not an unreasonable request. <laughs> She's actually asking something. Okay, and and so I just, it's just you know when I'm tired, when I'm drained, when I don't want to hear anything, when I can't be bothered, when I don't want to do craft, mm. when I feel completely flat, my answer is no to everything, mm. and then I get upset, and then I get angry at myself for getting upset, but then I take it out yeah, on, her on her again. Yeah. And I keep getting more and more upset. I'm like, I need to remove myself from this situation right now. <laughs> yes. But a lot of the time we don't give us, like we yeah. don't have that opportunity. No. So I think you're perfectly right in saying we need to fill our cup with him. Like he is the source. Mm. I need to go to him before I explode. I need to go when I am, you know, fresh or okay, when I'm mm. not angry and fill myself up so that I can pour that forgiveness and that grace on them as well because mm. that's what they need to see. That's, mm. you know, where the vision or where the image of Christ to them right now, where yeah. their only connection. Yeah. And so we need to do the best that we can. And you're right, it does seem selfish, but it's it's selfless. It's mm. for them entirely. Yeah. And it's... it's kind of it's a way to show them that heaven exists here and like life can be spent for Christ here Mm. even though everything is tangible and we can't see him I can still make this Mm. Christ focus Mm. as best as I can Mm. Um, and you are a better version of yourself and I think I 2020 was the turning point I think 2020 taught us a lot of things Mm. um for instance, my daughter washes her hands better than anybody else I know right now. And she tells me <laughs> off when I take less than two minutes. Um, but 2020 for me, because everything, again, was out of my control, that added to my frustration and my anger. Mm. And I wasn't filling my cup like like you. I wasn't yeah. doing that for myself or for them. I remember, you know, my husband saying, you need to start prioritizing you Mm. and he said that and in my mind I'm like this is ridiculous like how like who's gonna do this who's gonna do who's gonna think about all the 
you know, ridiculous possibilities of going to this place. Like, mm. who's going to stress everyone else out? Who's going to – like, that's my role. Yeah. I need to be yeah. there for everybody yeah. at any time. And so to me that sounded ridiculous. Yeah. And so I had to push myself and he had to really push me. And I started with, you know, exercising or like just taking half an hour, an hour in a cafe by myself or waking up a bit earlier or something or going to church midweek when I had the day off, like little things that I could do to feel myself both physically and spiritually. Yeah. And I didn't notice the benefits until, you know, months down the track where I noticed I was so much happier. Mm. I wasn't snapping as much. Leah wasn't scared around me. <laughs> like, you know, when when she looked at me and asked for something and I, you know, said no, it wasn't a sadness that came from her. She understood. And I just, I I felt like my actions, my self-care, and I put that in air quotes, mm. but my self-care she started seeing and appreciating. And so she says things like, mum, are you going to the gym? You should go to the gym and exercise because it's healthy. And she started to be healthy and she's eating better, even though we still eat terrible stuff. But like, <laughs> she started to acknowledge that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, mummy, are we going to pray? Yeah. And she's the one initiating that sort of, where's my Bible, mum? Can I do the Bible coloring? Yeah. You know, did Jesus do this? Or did, and she's asking all these questions and actually noticing what's going on. Mm. And I just, I feel more present, even though I'm, away for a bit longer during the day you know what I mean yeah yeah I agree like I even to this day like the the days that I will like get up and I'll go to like a Pilates class in the Mm. morning and then I'll come back and then I'm like I'm okay I feel ready I'm focused I'm set to go and then if I'm like I'm too tired to go this morning that's it the rest of even though I should be more rested I should be whatever (laughs) that day is gone it's a write-off but it's I think it's like two it's got two purposes one is that it does give you just that little bit of time to like just remember who you were almost before you had kids Mm. and remember that you have needs and that you need to like satisfy those needs yeah and our bodies were made to move yeah yeah yeah. we need to glorify this temple and do the best we could yeah exactly (laughs) but also it definitely like sets a great example for our kids and my hope is that when they then become mums, like I guess for us because we've got daughters, um, when they become mums, they don't feel guilty about yeah. like taking the time to go out and exercise or to meet with their friends or whatever it is. Like you know, when I when I am going out with like with with our friends, then Abby will be like, "Mummy, are you meeting like all of your friends? And are you going to have dinner together? And are you going to like me and mm. Leah are friends? Like yeah. me, <laughs> and she'll rattle off all her friends." <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Um, but it's really nice for her to see that actually I get to do that and I get to mm. enjoy that and like that's a source of joy almost. Yeah. Whereas like to like till this day, like I cannot tell you a single time throughout my childhood where my mum did something for herself. Mm. Like if anyone knows my mum, like she is like if you if you look up like unconditional unrelentless love like it's it's my mum she's mm. insane like she will do anything in her power to make sure that myself and my sister are cared for at the cost of her own well-being mm. multiple times and i like i always say like i don't know if it's just a generational thing like she's just from a different generation mm. i can't understand it and i feel like that is something i will never measure up to but I also now have the insight to see that that's probably like set like the bar for yeah. me. And it's probably what contributed a lot to like me feeling that way. Mm. And maybe it's that she was doing those things outside of a time that I could see them. Mm. I also think that for her, a lot of it was a lot more spiritual than it is was yeah. for me. Like for, for her, like, you know, I often remember getting up in the morning and like she's up and praying already and seeing that. So she, I think when I reflect on that, I think all of that selflessness has come from him. Mm. And it took me a while to realize that she was being a type of Christ for me. Yeah. But 
for a long time I thought she was just doing it on her own and just getting it from herself yeah and so I never had that example in front of me of you know take a break and just take some time yeah. for yourself it was never something that and I'm sure it was the same for, for you yeah. with your mum like mm. I think them do that. It, similarly all I remember is the same yeah. like she you know they moved countries and they were yeah. uncomfortable and they didn't have jobs and they worked tirelessly but we were always we always had nice rooms yes. and I always got whatever Everything I wanted want. I was always fed really yeah. well and yeah I always had my friends over and I always felt loved but by the same token mum never stopped working yeah and they used to kind of tag team so that you know we can they used to drop us off in the car park while the other parent takes us home and takes us out for dinner whatever like yeah. and in her free time and I say free time loosely she never had any but she would always be doing extra online courses yeah. or face-to-face so that she can be better in English or, yeah. like, do, you know, jobs that were a bit more meaningful mm. for her. But I don't remember a day where I never spent time with my mum and yeah. she never showered me with yes. the love. But I saw that, you know, in this it's okay to work hard and it's okay to want to be better and yeah. do better and it's okay to have aspirations and dreams and I think for me not working doesn't make sense for me because that's just what I know like I know like she's almost given me that freedom yeah it's just like Christ exactly it's like the permission to be you to be what you enjoy yeah to do what you enjoy and to be the person you want to be here and to live with that purpose that yes you know um, a way to carve out a life of significance yeah however that looks but I only remember that unconditional love yes you know what I mean like despite all of this yeah and I think for me similarly I look at that I'm like I I can't can't balance anything yeah how (laughs) am I gonna be like that what does Leah see like no way she just sees me working all the time angry all the time like (laughs) no food ever in the house (laughs) like uber eats like bags everywhere <laughs> like it's I think just U- uber eats uh we owe a lot of our survival to <laughs> yeah like i always i always make this joke and i make a joke but i promise you if i get rich enough i will do it i always make a joke like i just want to get to a certain level of richness that i can afford my own personal chef <laughs> i just want a chef in my life you don't need and anything I d- else i don't want like our mums and our mother-in-laws they cook all the time and if they hear this they're gonna shoot me but <laughs> I, I just want a guy that I don't know or a lady that I don't yeah. know has a key to the house, comes in, yeah. cleans the kitchen, makes me food for a week and yeah. leaves. And leaves. <laughs> just, like, it's the dream. It's the dream. That's my dream. It's a simple dream. Yes. I don't want to travel the world. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, dress so lavishly. I just want to. <laughs> so it's just little things like I feel like I can't do everything that my mum did. Yeah. But mum never complained and she always did everything with so much love and so much grace. And I, again, I feel like the secret was she spent the time that she, the little time that she had to herself, either early morning or late at night at the foot of the cross. And that's where she got, you know, that's how she filled her cup. Yeah. I honestly can't see any other explanation. Like I look at everything that she did and do, still does like my poor mom yeah. <laughs> I think she was like you know grandkids ra- raised my kids no. and got rid of them and now it's like every day mom what are you doing yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think she hates that question. I need you <laughs> but she never complains she never like says anything and and I think that the one thing that has always been constant in her life for me anyway that I've observed is is her ability to spend time with mm. with God with mm-hmm. Christ and surely that is the only yeah explain i don't know i like to think there's no other i'm sure yeah i like to think there's no other explanation i don't think anyone can be like that in and of themselves what i think would be really interesting is if we asked our moms how they felt yeah that's true because i wonder if they felt the same Mm. as we feel yeah i mean i don't think there's a problem feeling out of your depth i think there's a certain drive and i think there's in that point of you know in that depth that's where we see him pull us out of, mm. you know, he comes and pulls us out of the deep waters and that's where we see his grace. Mm. I think it, I, I just think if we fill our cup with him at 
you know, the beginning of the day, the end of the beginning of the day is probably better. But if we start the day with him and we get our our energy and our grace and everything good from him and we can carve out our day, then everything we do, even if it feels selfish or even if it feels, you know, like carnal, like something mm. of this world, like mm. a lot of the time I feel like that's my work and mm. I get stuck in this you know, what am I even doing? Like, why am I spending yeah. so much time here yeah. when I could be, you know, serving the homeless? Like, you know, but yeah. I think if we fill our cup with him, then everything we do can be done with significance yeah. and can be done for him. Yeah. And I think that's where we get stuck. I can't see the carnal things of this world as being holy things. But he's given us a mind. He's given us a body. He's given us intellect. He's given us reason. We need to be glorifying him through everything that we do, mm. everything. Mm. And that includes the little mundane tasks like cleaning the dishes. Mm. Why can't I pray the Psalms while I do them? Mm. Why can't I use that opportunity to be thankful that I have dishes to clean and not wish for a chef? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I everything we do, especially in motherhood, like some tasks are just... Like they just feel like they're not going to end and I have to do them repeatedly. And the laundry piles up. I don't do the laundry at home because I stuffed up our first few loads when we first got married. And that very, didn't fly. It wasn't even on it purpose. I just did not know how to do laundry. <laughs> Until now, like I'll, I'm only allowed to do it if I ask for the specific instruction. Because <laughs> I've shrunk too many like really nice sweaters and made lots of things pink and blue. <laughs> But anyway, like I, things can feel mundane and things feel, you know, like they don't mean anything. Like I'm just doing them for the sake of doing them. But everything can hold significance mm. if I let it. But I'll only know how to if I fill my cup with him. Mm. And I remember I'll just share one thing that I read. Uh, actually, I heard. So if you know the author Jenny Allen, um, she's really good. She's got a podcast now. Um and she was talking about how there was a season in her life where she was flat out busy. She was working on a book and she had a service that she had just picked, like started running um, and she had just adopted a child. And, you know, she had all these church missions and things that she had to do. And it was just a period that was full of chaos. And she took her teenage daughter out. And they were having lunch and then she just started crying and she apologized. She's like, I'm so sorry. I haven't been around. I haven't been there to help you. I've just been really busy. I haven't even asked you what's on your mind or what you've been going on, like what's been going on with you. Mm. Like she's just, she was overwhelmed with guilt when they sat down to have lunch. And her daughter just laughed and she's like, mom, how could you feel guilty for the very thing that shaped me? And I found that so powerful. Like we don't know what's shaping them, mm. but nothing will if we don't let, you know, our purpose be him. Yeah. You know, if like bringing it back to what you said at the start, our focus be him. Mm. If he's not in our front view, then really nothing holds significance. And they will look at everything like things that are taking us away from them. I need them to see the significance and the truth and the purpose that goes into everything that I do. Mm. And the, the answer to all of that is him. So I need to allow them to see God in everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true though. And it's a, it's a concept as old as like, time Time. (laughs) yeah it's very cliche sorry (laughs) sorry yes but um, but it's like I was telling you that so my confession is that I um the book the practice of the presence Mm. of God by brother Lawrence I had never read it up until a few like weeks ago Mm. um but the thing that for me really hit home was how he spoke about how he incorporated God into every single thing that he did and I think the thing that for me I took the biggest comfort in is that he said, you know, in the beginning, 
he would f- like fail to do that often mm. and he wouldn't beat himself up o- about it he would literally just say to god look i'm sorry can you help me do better mm. obviously i'm rephrasing um, <laughs> and then he said you know at the end it was i got to a point where it was as hard as as hard for me not to think of god during my work as it was in the beginning to remember him that's amazing and i loved that Mm. because i was like well there's hope like you know it it isn't an easy thing to do but with practice and with you know waking up setting our intention setting our focus on him saying you know okay everything that i'm going to do today is going to be it's it's going to be reflective of you it's going to have your like flavor running through it Mm. then eventually we get to a point where he really does he just flows through us in every action in every word in everything that we do and like for me I'm like I feel excited by that thought Mm. like you know Mm. how amazing will it be when I'm at a point in my life that you know I'm talking to people and it's just obvious that he's the one that's moving me Mm. that's directing me that's guiding me um yeah I don't know I I really really loved like I loved that that particular quote you know and and just that there is no task to menial like he would pray while he was doing the dishes while he was like at one point he's saying you know I'd have five people like barking orders at me each one wanting a different thing and still my focus was on him and I actually feel like that's often like being a parent like you've got (laughs) like kids asking you a hundred different things like you're thinking about your work you're thinking about your husband Mm -hmm. about what you're gonna make for dinner what you're going to you know and then there's just so much noise but he overcomes that noise and gives you like a stillness in the midst of Mm. all of it Mm. and there's a prayer that I can't remember if I showed it to you or not there's a prayer in the book um the ascetic lives of mothers which is like a collection of orthodox prayers it's it's um it's actually really beautiful and I I try I don't do it every day but I do I honestly do try and pray it first thing in the morning um because it's got some beautiful kind of like I guess in in beautiful requests to make Mm. of God throughout the day and one of my absolute favorites is you know Lord give me the patience to face whatever is coming throughout this day Mm. and to deal with it with your grace Um, and to me that's honestly what it is like we just need to take that Mm. from him and then we can you know, we can reflect it in our work. We can reflect it to our children, to our husbands. Mm. Um, but it starts with that small, like, even five seconds in the morning of yeah. saying, good morning, God. How are you? Help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need you. Don't yeah. leave me. Amen. Like, it doesn't... I really believe that, yes, there is very much a role for the, like, deep, long prayers. But I think those small those small cries for help mm. are just as important yeah um again maybe it's reflective of my my laziness but <laughs> it it worked for me i find that's something that really yeah helps me yeah and i guess it's it's nice to for me likewise to remember him throughout my day mm. and to know that i need to talk to him like just like you know i send my husband text messages throughout the day yeah randomly call when we have a moment to talk over nothing we could be silent yeah but it's just yeah we've touched base we've seen how we're going yeah and god longs for that you know he Mm. longs for that and there's a cartoon that's been circulated around of god waiting at a coffee shop first thing in the morning at the break of dawn Mm. him waiting for me and then I never show up. And then at the end of the night, he stays and he waits. And he's like, maybe tomorrow. Mm. And so he, I think, I, I don't know, in my mind, he just loves it when we check in. Mm. And just like, oh, you know, I really don't like what's happening here. Just wanted to let you know and then move <laughs> on. And I think we need that constant nourishment throughout the day. Because yeah. I don't think, I think it's nice to be able to, fill our cups in the morning but they run dry very quickly Mm -hmm. being pulled in so many different directions and I think we need to constantly have him on our mind and if we're trying to do the whole God focus thing this year then he needs to be my focus in everything like you said I need to see him in everything I need to focus on him and everything 
Mm-hmm. And I think the only way to do that is to talk to him. Yeah. Like, how do I see you in this task? Like, mm. how does this make any sense? Why am I doing this? <laughs> Nobody needs this to be done. Yeah. And I need to find him by calling out to him. Like, are you mm. here? Are you in the pile of laundry? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and I need to constantly have that connection mm. with him. Mm. You know, so at the end of the day, we're not strangers. Mm. <laughs> like, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess like practically like maybe sharing what self-care practically looks like mm. to you. For me personally, again, 2020 was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to a point where I bought a brand new Bible from Kurong and I just wanted something pretty and something that draws me to – you know, there was one uh, with really nice illustrated psalms and artists who actually drew out certain things mm. on the pages. And I, I think that's really beautiful. Um, and every time I picked up my old Bible, I'd, I'd critique everything wrong with it. Like, oh, the tabs are wrong. or oh, I'm missing seven. The pages are ripped here. I don't <laughs> like how this bends. And that was what I was focusing on, not the words. Yeah. And so I bought a brand new Bible. And I bought devotionals um, and I started, I had a long, hard think about what I like to do, where my talents lie outside of what I think I know. Mm. Like what I like, what, what, what did I do before that made me feel him? Mm. And for me, I've mentioned that before, was writing. Mm. Like writing was just my outlet. And that's how I rekindled that love for him and that fire. And so I, that was my spiritual kind of um, self-care uh, routine. And then um, in terms of physical, I never really put an emphasis on that. I, I always put everything on the back burner. And I, my excuse was I don't have time. Mm-hmm. They need me here. I work. I need to do this at night. I, don't ha- I can't wake up in the morning. I barely sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Like I had excuses all the time. And so when my husband pushed me, that's when I started to set certain things in place. Like I won't miss a day without, you know, moving my body somehow. Mm-hmm. And if it's harder to do at work, then I'm very careful with what I put in my body. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, I want to be there for my daughter when she's older and I want to be healthy enough for her and I want to be I want to be able to run around with her. Like mm. I hate going to the playground and just sitting down. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm I'm helpful. I don't feel like she even notices I'm there. Mm. Whereas now I'm a bit I'm you know, I'm running around with her and I'm happier and she's having more fun and the time we spend together is a bit more meaningful because I've got more energy. Mm. And so for me it was about nourishing the body and the soul and about treating them both as a single temple. Mm. And honestly, it's taken me an entire year (laughs) to have this perspective Um, and to be able to go into this year already having set up certain habits. Um, So that's for me and that for me has filled me up Mm. and that has made me more present and more grateful. Mm. So even if things fell out of my control it was okay because it's not about the result it's about the process Mm. so yeah that was that was my thing (laughs) and I hopefully I can continue that Mm. um what about you honestly very very similar yeah um exercise was a big thing for me yeah um that I I've very much been the person I think throughout my whole life who like if I'm anxious or whatever like I often find exercise to be a really good way to just calm down yeah yeah (laughs) um and I I agree it's very much about just it's almost like just moving your body just makes you feel better and Mm. when you feel better you are able then to give more of yourself do you know what I mean yeah um so that was a big thing for me and it still is like I try to make that a priority and sometimes some days it's harder to get there than others and that's okay um the next thing for me I think was before we get to spiritual was also just like I guess socially like having time to spend Mm -hmm. with my friends without my children Mm -hmm. and that that's 
again, made a really big difference Mm. for me. Even if it's not often, it's Mm. just having some time to just have a break and just, Mm. you know, unwind in an environment that isn't, you know, going to bring you down yeah yeah and also just not like you're not distracted like you can actually maintain yeah, a co- and 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 with that was something that made a huge difference for me and for like our relationship was just having um like just one night a week without our children and you know doing something that was not kid focused not house focused not like work focused just yeah. something for us and I feel like that almost just rejuvenates me and by Mm. the end of that night I'm like I'm ready to see my kids again I Mm. miss them and I'm happy to see them the next day and Mm. I'm ready to go into like you know the rest of the week um and I appreciate that not everybody is in a position that they can do that yeah but I do think it's really important to nourish your I won't say first love because that's God but your second love Mm. like your your primary relationship yeah because we often talk about mums, but we forget how much our partners need yeah. their time and their like, like they need their own form of kind of self care. Mm. Mm. Um, but it's just nice to have that that time together without anything. So yeah. that's a huge thing for me. And again, I've learned to prioritize that because I think initially I just felt like so guilty for leaving my children. But I think it makes us both better parents. Mm. Um, and then the last thing is definitely spiritual. And I, I actually did a very similar thing. <laughs> How funny, because we've never even spoken about no. it. Um, I wonder if it's the same. <laughs> I don't think it is, but similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I went out and bought a new Bible, bought a new journal, um, found some books to read, just things that would then make me excited to spend mm. time with God, you know. Um, things that I would look forward to doing. Um, and that also just made it a lot easier. Yeah. And like you, like I really believe in the power of writing for many reasons, but sometimes I feel like it somehow just gives you this clarity, mm. like things you didn't even realize you were worried about or you thought about or whatever and putting them down. But the other thing is, sound this is going to sound very strange, I'm sure, to a lot of people, but like <laughs> going back and reading things from yeah. like – you know, a year or two ago or even longer than that and going, oh, my goodness, like, God, like, I forgot about that prayer, but Mm. look, you answered it. And just that it almost gives you, like, this awareness of how Mm. good he is because I think sometimes we're so caught up in the little things that we forget. Um, So, yeah, very similar to you. And I think... The point that kind of comes across to me from both of our experiences is that the physical is just as important. Mm. And that might, like, however that looks to you, whatever it is, if it's like, you know, spending time, um, like, with, you know, in music, in cooking, in whatever it is, whatever it is that brings you joy, but having something that you you do, Mm. I think just helps you reset and read re like rebuild your strength almost yeah and i think it's important again if we're shifting our focus the physical glorifies the eternal the Mm. physical brings us closer to him like we are in a physical material world like we can't be expected to lock ourselves up Mm. in a cave and just you know live like that i mean If that's your calling, go for it, but it's not mine. (laughs) Uh, Like we're still human, like you said. Mm. So we need to use our humanity to glorify him. And the only way I'm going to do that is if if I utilize the gifts that he's given me, use the body that he's given me, like use my mind Mm. to strengthen my soul. Yeah. So I think... We shouldn't, as hard as it is, as mums, we feel guilty about everything, but we shouldn't feel guilty for doing something physical because we think it's not a spiritual task. It is. Yes. It's, it is. It is. is. I'm glorifying him, glorifying him through what I can do. Yeah. I'm using it for my eternal life. Mm -hmm. I am building myself up for something bigger. Mm -hmm. 
and I am here for something bigger. Mm-hmm. I just need to acknowledge him in everything that I do. I need to thank him for the body and the mind and the intellect and the uh, you know artistic talents that he's given me. I need to bring that back to him. Yeah. Like he's given me this, I need to use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um and and he's given them to us like I remember years and years ago like hearing a sermon from Father Anthony Messiah about um like how God has come to give us a life lived like in fullness and in abundance and that has kind of always stuck with me mm-hmm. like he has given us this life to enjoy and in enjoying to glorify him in mm-hmm. that you know it's not I think some people kind of think of Christianity and sometimes sadly in particular orthodox Christianity as being like really strict and really like like um focused on a lot of rules and stuff yeah mm-hmm. and and they don't realize that actually what Christ has come to give us complete and total mm. freedom and has transformed everything that we do to be glorifying to exactly. him. And so it's okay to enjoy the things he's given us. It's not it's encouraged. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's what he wants for yeah. us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's to 2021 and a year of shifting our focus and making it more God focused and I guess not getting so caught up on the check boxes yeah. and feeling like we need to be a certain kind of mum. Mm. Super mums don't exist. Um, mm. But just to be a God mum and just to have our eyes set upon him in everything that we do. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, so that's it for the first episode of 2021. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can find us on Instagram. So the underscore mami, M-A-M-I underscore village or Facebook. So the page is mami, M-A-M-I. And we have officially canned Slido. So don't use Slido. <laughs> I mean, you can, but no one's It doesn't work. It. <laughs> the code does, no, does not work any longer. Um, and we don't, we don't use it. So don't use it. Uh, but yeah, I, if you have any questions, if you have any topics that you want to talk about. Or speakers that you want to hear speakers, from. Or speakers. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you if you want to share something, you know, a bit niche. We love niche um, or risque. We love that. <laughs> um, so just let us know. Uh, contact us on Instagram or Facebook or through the Upper Room Media um, team. Anyone that you know, they know us. Just get in touch. Uh, and you can find this podcast on Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Upper Room Media, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, anywhere that hosts podcasts. <laughs> I think I covered them all. It's news to me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And otherwise, we'll see you next time. See no, next we time. won't see you next time. You'll oh, hear us time. next time, every time. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to stop doing the sign-offs from now on because I always stuff it up. But anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs>